0: This is Deepa from DeepaBrar.com and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. Hey guys, so I'm back again with another episode of the Deep Beauty Podcast. This is Deepa Barar. I am here with Jasmina Garbus. Now, Jasmina is such a phenomenal woman. I've known her for so many years. And one thing that I admire the most about her is that no matter what she's confronted with in life, she just seems to be able to figure it out. So we're going to go ahead and interview her and find out all about what she's gone through and what she's learned. And hopefully you guys are enjoying this podcast. And if you do... Please subscribe and share this with your friends and also check out deepabra.com for more tips and tricks and inspiration. So Jasmina, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. My pleasure. So, um, Jasmina, now, her and her husband, Gil, own a indoor golf facility in Burlington, Ontario, Canada. It's called Faraway Greens. They have done this from the bottom up. They've done such a phenomenal job. If you guys get a chance to check it out, please do. If you guys are into golf at all, or even if you're not, it's just fun to go hang out, have some drinks, and shoot some balls. Yeah, we're so like much it? fun. So, Justina, I just want to talk about. Let's. We're going to go back to the beginning, like back in your childhood. Now, you're someone that, um, to me, you've always struck me as a very driven, motivated woman. You can always figure things out. You're very hardworking. You, as a child, your mom had an accident, or was it a couple yes. of accidents? So,
1: um, it's so funny seeing how you perceive me now versus like how I actually was. Uh, very different. So it actually started with my dad. My dad got hurt at work when I was 12 years old, wow. and he got hurt. Actually, was paralyzed from the waist down. I was in the hospital oh and gosh. had to learn to walk again. So I was the eldest. I have a brother who's 13 months younger. But my dad then couldn't do a lot of stuff. It took years for him to be able to get better, walk around. So then automatically, when that happened. I had to fit into the role of everything my dad did, like the snow, the grass, whatever repairs needed around the house. Uh, and so you f- figured that out um, as, as you have to, because you have no choice. But then a couple years after that, when I was... Uh, in grade nine, my mom hurt her back. And my mom hurt her back when she was at work, had to go in for surgery right away. Oh my gosh. And so I remember going into the hospital uh, and she's there, which is very hard for a kid to see your parent in the hospital. Of course. And them saying, don't worry, we're going to go in for surgery tomorrow, but now you have to take care of the family. Oh right. Gosh. And I didn't really appreciate what that meant. And I remember going home from the hospital and it's like dinner time, And as a child, when you're grade nine, you're used to In my situation, parents having dinners ready for you. You just be a kid uh, as best you could. And coming home and realizing there's no mom. I have to figure out what we're making for dinner for everybody because my dad still wasn't completely okay either. And And you were only 14 at this time? Only 14. Oh, jeez. And so it started at a young age of having to fit the role of like mom and dad in the house. So from that age, I had to learn real quickly of making meals for everybody. Of doing grocery shopping because I was one that had to go out. Uh, dad would do a few things, but dad was still, like I said, it had only been a couple of years and he's still recovering. So he could never bend down, lift heavy stuff. And going through all that, because my mom had surgery number one, grade nine. When I was in grade 11, she unfortunately hurt her back again. Oh my gosh. And then again when I was 19.
0: Wow. And so
1: for all those years, I played the role of maintaining the house took care of my younger brother, still went to school and had to, because my parents were very big on education, make sure you get your grades. And then I also had to work. Like I had to work and cover my own expenses with some little things, right? Wow. So
0: so you were very much from that, thrown into that situation, had to figure it out. Had figure you had no out. choice. And that's just it. I think... Um, back then it was
1: so tough and so unfair. I remember being at that age and having other friends and cousins and whatever being able to go and just be kids. Uh and here I was always having to think ahead of like oh company might be coming to visit mom. Have we got enough groceries in the house and supplies? So when they come in, I've got something to take care of. And when you're really young, you you you're not mature enough to appreciate what's in front of you. And so you just see it as what you don't have. You see if everything is like, I don't get to be a kid. I don't get to do all these things. Life is so unfair. Uh, And it was really tough. And especially because you didn't talk about it with people. People knew mom and dad were hurt. uh, And that was their focus. Like, oh my God, your parents are going through so much uh, without fully appreciating what the impact was on me or my brother. Uh, And even people would come visit mom and they would come visit, and, and I would still cook and serve everybody else. Wow.
0: Right? So uh,
1: what happened was it took a few years. It took a few years for me to realize this isn't going to change. This is how things are. So you need to buck up uh, and make it work because there is no option of not being in it. You couldn't not make dinner. You couldn't not take yeah. care of stuff.
0: You know, and I, you've never, as long as, as I've known you, you've never struck me as the type of person that – feels like she's missed out on a childhood, you know? That's good. Um, I did. I uh, Maybe back then. Uh, back
1: then, uh, you know, and it's so funny when I have people who have children or I always look at them saying, I hope they get an opportunity to be a kid because you have the rest of your life to be an adult. Yeah. Right? And so I don't, at this age now, here I am at forty, 40, uh, regret it. Like even, you know, yes, I didn't get to have the whimsical life of a child and play around and do all those things. But being forced into kind of like adulthood uh, allowed me to grow up fast and see a bit more clearly about reality of life, how much things cost, how to run a house, um, getting an education, the point of getting a job, and how to manage all those stresses, uh, which I would never have been able to do had I not been in that situation.
0: And I think that you developed this insane work ethic, which is something that I've always envied about you and I've always admired about you. You I have, that. like, I don't, I don't know anyone that works harder than you. I appreciate that. And I, I think, you know, when you,
1: when I was that young and having to do so many things, you were never allowed to say, no, I don't want to. Yeah. So you still had to take care of the house, go to school, do all these things. And you try to find ways to be more efficient. Because you're like, okay, if I can do this better, yeah. I have more time to do something
0: else. And you and I had to learn it at such a young age. You had age. to learn how to be resourceful, too. So which, resourceful. Same. Guys, she's insanely resourceful. Yeah, I don't complexion. know anyone <laughs> more resourceful. You could throw. I think we could throw you into the wood, middle of the woods and you would make Fair. your way out. And I think that's probably because you,
1: in this situation of life, where it was like, you have no choice. You have to find a way to make it work. And I think because of that, no matter what job or whatever position or wherever I've gone, I like... I might know a bit of it, but give me the chance. I'll figure it out. That has been my entire way now of living saying, doesn't matter. You don't have to know everything. Just if you have a good work ethic saying, I'm willing to try it and knowing it's okay to fail and get things wrong because you're going to learn from every single one of those chances you'll be fine. That
0: actually, that's, that leads me to my next question. Um, so Jasmina worked in a very male dominated field for a long time in in the financial sector Mm -hmm. and worked, you worked your way up to a very high position for the women that are listening at home. Can you kind of talk about what it was like to have to prove yourself as a woman, to have to hold your own, anything that people can learn or take away from your experience? totally loaded question. Um, so I, yes, I
1: remember my first board meeting. So I sat on the board actually, and I was the only woman around a table and which in itself, you start to realize saying, wow, this is a very male dominated industry. And to the point where people who were coming in as guests to the board meeting would always treat me like the receptionist and ask me for more water or or anything else and not (laughs) think that I had a reason or a valid reason to be sitting as a partner around the table. And it was very upsetting. And it was very hard in my 20s to... Try to manage all that because I knew I had earned the right to be there and I worked very hard, but you felt you had to prove it to everyone because everyone saw you as a kid and as a woman. So I spent, unfortunately, a lot of time trying to justify and show everyone why I was smart enough to be there, which is wasted energy. And then the older one of me realizes that, but that is a circumstance that was going on Uh, and it is tough. It is very tough in financial services and I'm sure many industries where it is male dominated. But if you continue and do your work and work really hard, don't let anyone ever tell you you don't deserve a place there. Don't let anybody ever make you feel that you haven't earned it Uh, and you just keep plugging away because you will see it all falls into place. You will earn the respect uh, and you will go further than you thought. But if you worry too much about what people are thinking and saying, it'll eat you up. Yes. Yeah, so that that was, how many years of that was that? I was in financial service for, from the age of 22, I guess, to like 38
0: Guys, she was a total boss. I remember once I came, I was like, I, I need to I need to shadow her for one day. I just want to see what this woman does and how hard she works. Total boss. People are like quivering in their seats, scared oh, God, of man. you.
1: <laughs> I, know, I was never a boss also that would make people just do a bunch of stuff. Like I was right there with them saying, yes, here's all the yeah. things that needs to get done. Now, how are we going to do it together? So and so- I think having an idea of like, doing everything from when I was younger of saying not only are we going to come up with a plan I know how much detail and stuff goes into it we'll figure it out together Uh, let everybody grow versus saying you're just on your own you figure it out now.
0: I think that um, that's actually a really good point because I remember I I would come to Jasmina um, for some coaching and and, and get her to kind of she, she would really help me out with, you know, the goals and dreams and stuff like that that I had. And I remember once there was like this really big goal and you just sort of helped me just figure it, work your way backwards, make it into these manageable steps. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, like you can really figure out whatever it is that you want to do. You just have to break it down. That's break it. it
1: down. And then it'll also help you maybe see what is more important, right? Like as you start to break it down saying, is it... My, for yourself, when we were talking about, is it the makeup sign, Is it who your clients are? Is it, what is the most important thing? Right. And then it allows you automatically, your brain starts to refocus because you've let it see where the path is and it'll start to help you get there on its own. Yeah. If it's too big, you can't process it yeah so you have to let yourself go through the process of breaking it down. How does that happen? What do I need to do by when writing goals is such a big deal? So huge. so I used to write down goals when I was working in the every year. I'd write down what my one year three year five year ten year plan would be in the sense of what do I hope to accomplish at right. those times and I'd put it on a sticky and I would see it so yeah. I'd let my brain read it and and know where I want to go. And let everything else just happen. Right. Because you you have made a path and your brain will get you there.
0: I think also one of the other things that you really helped me see was that anything is possible. Anything's possible. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, if something is hard, uh, some people will say, it's too hard. I don't want to do it. I see it as, if it's hard and it takes a lot to get there, it'll be so worth it yeah. for you. Just because something's easier. Don't go for the low-hanging fruit just because it's easy to obtain. If it's truly what you want, figure out how to do it. In every part of the struggle, you will learn something from it and you will be so much further ahead as a
0: person once you get there. And I think that's probably like that attitude is what has enabled you and Gil, your husband, to open up this uh, business of yours. I mean, you both have changed career paths completely and become entrepreneurs and open up this business. And I think nobody had any doubt that you'd be successful And you have, you guys have done it. Like we
1: appreciate that. Like we, when we left the financial services and said, we're starting our own business and it was an indoor golf place. People were a bit, a few eyebrows were raised. (laughs) You're leaving all that behind. And Honestly, do as much as we've learned in our life and starting our own business and doing it for ourselves and working together has been fantastic. And so that's how we measure success in terms of the quality of life that we have and the time we get to spend with each other and our level of enjoyment with what we do. Right. And we love it. We love it. And we work really hard. Like in the winter months, we work 110 hours a week, which is insane, but we still enjoy every moment of it.
0: Which leads me to actually my last question. Any advice for people that are listening to this that are wondering about working with your spouse?
1: It's no, a good question. I will first say it is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't want to come across and say if you do all these things, you too can work with your spouse. One is not for everyone. Two, if you and your spouse feel that you're very compatible and you get and you get each other, you know how each other works well. It's a good foundation because when you're in a business it is 24/7. You're always thinking about the business. It is never off and you want to be able to have someone who gets you and knows how to read you and you can work together. The biggest thing though is to check in. Like with the hours that we work, um you don't always want to be just talking to your significant other about work right. in the sense of what needs to get and done. And that's got to
0: be really hard to really differentiate. Hard.
1: and be able to stop and yeah. see how they feel about what's going on. How are you doing? Have yeah. you eaten? Like small things. Don't forget, this is your best friend you are starting a business with. So treat them that way. Sometimes we get into really bad habits of treating the people that are closest to us not as well as we treat strangers. So true. And you cannot do that because they, you all have feelings. We all work really hard. Everyone's trying their best and to not lose sight of that because you love that person uh One advice I will say is is that you you need to be able to see whose strengths are where like you have certain things that you can do here's things that i can do let's do them well together Mm -hmm. and not be too controlling thinking that only one person can do everything right you have to let it go and and you'll find your way i love that that's great advice
0: okay well thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh yeah if you guys are in burlington or are ever going to make a trip out here definitely check out faraway greens i'm going to link everything in the blog post for this episode it's on deepabrar.com and i will see you guys next week with another podcast guest see you Yeah.